Hey everyone, welcome to a special bonus episode of Locked On Lakers for a Sunday. Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky, Anthony Davis dominates defensively. The Lakers dominate the fourth quarter and they win in the garden. That's next. You are Locked On Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, and obviously sometimes on Sundays. No matter how or where you get your podcast, this one's always going to be free and never stuffed behind a paywall. Locked On Lakers on YouTube is where 22,000-plus subscribers are all hanging out and talking about Andy, a Lakers team that just when you think it's safe to give up on them, just when they've been blown out twice with LeBron James playing minutes that nobody understands and people looking frustrated and LOLs from Christian Wood and hourglasses from LeBron. Uh, 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 they, they beat Boston in the in the Bank North TD thing with no LeBron, no AD, and then they come back on Sunday and beat a Knicks team that has admittedly shorthanded but also has won nine games in a row. So um, my, how quickly things have turned. Yeah, it it is crazy to think that this team could end up going four and two on this road trip, despite everything you just named. And oh, by the way, they may have lost Jared Vanderbilt for the season. It's like possible. We, we, it's possible. I'm not saying it's probable. There's still no definitive anything uh, known about this. And, and quick update, by the way, the reaction video I made, I accidentally. Um, just misread a report that he is expected to be out right now. The report was several weeks, not six, as I said. Now, granted, several could be six. Several could be longer than six, but several could also be shorter than six. Either way, I should just read the thing correctly. Yeah, but and, nonetheless, and they are talking possibly about surgery. Right. But like you know, I mean, that he's going to be out for a long time, regardless. Right. And 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 so you know, that coming into this game, you know seemed like it was going to be a thing and like but they, they still they win monday as lebron said treat it like a professional basketball game like you say it's it's a it's a four and two road trip which i think everybody would be perfectly happy with when they left town this team is so schizophrenic and hard to get a beat on but when they look connected they often look very connected regardless of who is out there who isn't and i think we saw a lot of that during this game, when you saw the adjustments that they made, like at the end of the third quarter and definitely in the fourth, when they started really doubling Jalen Brunson, who was just giving everybody who was defending him, other than LeBron in the fourth, like LeBron in the fourth quarter cranked up his defense and was like a psychopath out there, especially in some matchups he had one-on-one uh, -on -one against Brunson. But they started doubling Brunson a lot more and making him give up the ball to anybody else. And that requires everybody being on a string so you don't end up getting burned there. And they did a really good job with that defensive connectivity yeah. despite not having Jared Vanderbilt, despite playing Max Christie down the stretch. I don't even remember the last time he's played the last five minutes of a fourth quarter that wasn't a blowout in either direction. Just... They managed to find that synergy 
even though at times it seems like they they don't even know what room the synergy is located in. Well, I mean, Darwin started you know started Rui Hachimura, um, which obviously made a lot of fans happy, and he finished the game with Torian Prince, which which did not. But you talk about you know playing on a string, but also it, it helped too that they this was a, this was a good game for Darwin. I mean, say what you want about him, well, you know, as a season long thing, the you know the adjustments the Lakers made to the Knicks is you know really playing a pretty small lineup. Um, and what they were doing to allow them to play the kind of defense on Brunson. It's not that Austin Reeves or Torian Prince or even Christie are just like guys who just, you know, they, they pick up Brunson and they shut him down. That wasn't the point. No, they spent most of the game getting abused by Brunson right. individually. And, 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 right, individually. And then, you know, they, they, the effort was certainly there from all of them. Sure. But, you know, what playing, what they did with that lineup is it allowed them the ability to have three guys who could at least try to pick him up on the perimeter um, in, in Prince, Christie, and, um, and and Reeves. But more importantly, they just made them very switchable. It made them, you know, it made it so they could, um, you know, trap and recover uh, a little quickly. They had more guys who could chase through screens more effectively than somebody like Rui does. And so this, you know, this was a good adjustment. This was a fourth quarter where it made sense for Torian Prince to be playing and the minutes to be up. And, you know, he had a couple bad turnovers Torian did in the, you know, in the fourth, just kind of ugly looking ones, but overall played well. I mean, but really yeah. the catalyst for this game, we'll talk more about the starting lineup, um, you know, for, for Monday, Darwin said he hopes that it stays a Rui Hachimura uh, filling the, that, that slot for Torian Prince. Um, but this, you, you cannot talk about what the Lakers did, particularly what they did defensively, holding the Knicks to 19 points in the fourth quarter, um, and really what they did the entire game without starting with Anthony Davis. Um, this was one of those games that if you are looking at box scores, you should, <laughs> Anthony Davis had 12 points. And you know, what are we talking about? This guy is being an all-star instead of De'Aaron Fox or Sabonis or whatever. If you stop there, you clearly did not watch this game. You just did. Well, you all, you also clearly didn't look at the entire box score because he had 18 rebounds, five assists, a steal, four blocks. Like I tweeted out during the game at Cam Brothers for like the first three quarters of the game. This felt like, in a lot of ways, a very predictable microcosm of what life would be at, like without Jared Vanderbilt, who, you know, I think we both feel like is a very important part of this team. Sure. In a lot of ways, he's a very singular part of this team. Like there are not a lot of guys on this team who can do the things Vando excels at, much less in one player. And you saw for like the first three-ish quarters, perimeter defense was an issue. The Lakers had very little second-chance opportunities, and rebounding was a problem. That's where Anthony Davis getting those 18 rebounds, I mean, it's a lot on any night, but it is critical on a night where they were other, otherwise out-rebounded 51-38, to 38, and mm. the Knicks had 18 offensive rebounds. Like, obviously, you still miss Vando on that end, and the Lakers are going to have to try to figure out ways to account for the rebounds that Vanderbilt either grabs or just taps out or whatever. But AD's presence on the glass in this game was massive. His presence in the lane, blocking or altering shots. There was one possession in the fourth where Jalen Brunson got past, I believe it was Austin Reeves, and then got into the lane and gave up the ball 
because AD was right there and it turned into a, uh, an empty Knicks trip. Yeah, there, there were just there were there were so many possessions like that. They had two blocks on one in, in yeah. one sequence in, in the in the second half. It was just, I mean, that was those were one of the that was one of those moments where you just like you pop off your couch and like holy bleep, like. Mm-hmm. But you know, you you talk about like some of the defensive deficiencies. You know, they had a thirty point thirty four point second quarter. Lakers gave up, but in three of the four quarters, the Lakers were twenty seven points or below in terms of what they held the Knicks. And in the modern NBA, a 27-point quarter is pretty good. Um, and, you know, if you're under that, if you're at 25 and under, you know, you're talking about a team at a 100-point pace, and nobody's winning in in the, the year of our Lord, 2024, with any consistency scoring 100 points a game. That just ain't happening anymore. And so, you know, the defensive integrity overall while they had trouble with Brunson and they, you know, Dante DiVincenzo has been very good over the last, you know, few weeks, um, got hot a little bit. Like, you know, there's a reason the Knicks have won nine straight, even without Randall now and uh, uh, Anunoby. Like, they played a good defensive game. And I think if you were trying to figure out, maybe it's, again, it's a Saturday night national TV game in the garden it's not hard to get cranked up for that, but I do wonder if, to some degree, the defensive effort in Boston that the supporting cast showed was a little bit of a trigger to crank that thing back up because that's not been the norm for the Lakers all season long, that consistent 48-minute effort. Well, it, it was during that one period around the IST where it felt Correct. like where it felt like the Lakers had actually discovered their identity and that they were ultimately going to be a defense or just first really team. wanted wanted 500k one or the other i mean look <laughs> five, for for 500k a lot of guys will play defense but yes I, clearly it, it, it did though feel like that that was that that was the identity that they were going to land on and one that they seemed actually team wise or team wide i should say pretty enthusiastic about doing it but you know, as I mentioned earlier, this team is a damn roller coaster, and they are really difficult to get a beat on as an observer. I think they are very difficult to get a beat on if you are one of the people in that locker room or Darvin Ham. But they show you just enough to, as you said earlier, Brian, you can't quite give up on them because their top level or something adjacent to their top level makes them look like a serious team. They're I would just not a want difficult to play team them to figure the out. Yeah. <laughs> just, assuming it, it, they get there. Right. Get this there. is kind of what we were talking about last year. Like I wouldn't really you know and offensively, you know, Delo not a great game, but he still had 16 points. Um but you know, you start looking down the roster, they 24 from LeBron on 10 of 19. They were efficient as a group, uh 49%. 39% from three-point range. The, the three-point shooting continues to be excellent. They made their free throws, 23 of 27. They kept uh, uh, they kept the Knicks off the line. Um, they just sort of they did all the stuff that the Lakers do when they're effective. They got a little lucky. New York uh, was under 30% from three-point range. But the defense overall, 41%. That was well-earned. That was not fluky. And critically, the Lakers didn't turn the ball over. Five, uh, five turnovers on the heels of, I believe it was seven against Boston. So like the formula, this is, this is the, has been the formula for the Lakers 
adding a little bit of excellent three point shooting, but it is, you know, it's dominate, you know, get to the line, don't foul the opponent, um, and you know, stuff like that. And when you keep the turnovers low, they give themselves a chance to win. Like that's what they've been doing, and it's looked nice. And it's especially important that they kept those turnovers low because point of emphasis I've made all season, they don't put up enough shots, even mm-hmm. when they shoot relatively or even, I, I think, by any reasonable margin efficiently, almost 49% from the field, almost 39% from behind the arc. But they had 80 field goal attempts against the Knicks 100. And right. I recognize they went to the line 27 times, but still, like... And, and you you also noted the, you know, just massive... Offensive well, they, rebounding numbers for the yeah, Knicks I mean the second, second and third and fourth possessions. Yeah, the Knicks. Well, but that's that's a lot of what I'm getting at. The Knicks had won the second chance points battle, seventeen to two. On top of taking twenty more shots, the Lakers earned this win. But that is a a dangerous way to go about doing it. They're going to need to again. That is where Jared Vanderbilt, I think, is very specifically missed. They're going to have to find ways to manufacture more just mm-hmm. shots period but this was a really hard fought good win for this team yep no question and the lakers now uh are a game over 500 i believe and yeah. 26 um, so and 25 we have a chance to go 27 and 25 uh if they can win on monday we will break much more of that one down as the lakers go into play a terrible terrible uh, Charlotte Hornets team. Um, and we'll also talk starting lineup and all of that coming up on Monday's show. But first, Andy, this. Well, the Locked on Lakers is brought to you by FanDuel and happy Super Bowl for all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And if you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch. You want to be near the armrest, obviously. Grabbing your favorite football snacks, placing some super bets. I love a parlay, stacking together a bunch of categories, living a little bit on the edge, and filling up on all sorts of pulled pork, chicken wings, chicken tenders, just the good stuff. FanDuel has so many different ways for you to end this season with a W or two or three. Uh, Not only can you bet on who will win Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel has bets for which player will score a touchdown, which player will score the first touchdown, which player will score the first points, how many points scored, so many more options. And new customers join today, you get 200 bucks in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Again, $5 minimum. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Locked on Lakers is also brought to you by Prize Picks. You only got one really, one more effort, one more attempt at this. Uh, these really fun things that they let you do on Prize Picks, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. And one of the things that's really cool uh, while you're playing against, you know, uh, you it's just you against the numbers you're not playing against thousands and thousands of other players you're just getting these stat projections and guessing more or less that's it you only got one more effort one more game that's there to do the 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 specials league these combo projections where you get 
uh, guys from different sports, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey in the big game. How about a 10.5 combo of three three-pointers made and receptions? I would go above that. Um, but that's just me. And really importantly, if you're, especially if you're following a team like the Lakers, you can take advantage of the reboot policy. So your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured for football and basketball games. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half and doesn't return for the second, that player is rebooted. Prize picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. That is awesome. And the Lakers, again, take advantage of that kind of thing a little more than you would like. So go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. And we will see everybody on Monday.